Hello and welcome to Sensei Podcast. This is Manos Brilakis discussing with leaders in the field of CTO and Complex PCI. Sensei means teacher or master in Japanese. The goal of the Sensei Podcast is to help you learn and improve in CTO and Complex PCI so that you can become the best that you can be and offer your patients the best possible results. Hello and welcome to Sensei Podcast. It is a great pleasure and privilege to introduce uh, an amazing interventionist, a good friend, Dr. Mauro Carlino, who is the co-director of the Cath Lab in San Rafael Hospital in Italy, and literally one of the fathers of CTOPCI from the early days and probably one of the most creative people in the field ever. So Mauro, welcome and thanks for coming to Sensei Podcast today. Thank you, Manus. Thank you so much for having me here. It's very exciting uh, uh, to share my story with you. And uh, I'm very grateful that you give me this uh, opportunity. Now, we're very excited to hear how someone became as creative as you have. So maybe you can get from the beginning. How did it happen for you? How did you get involved in the early days of CTO? And how, how did your journey start? Okay. So... First of all, I was born in Milan and I st studied uh, in medicine at the University of uh, Milan Medical School. And I started my activity, my uh, professional career in uh, San Raffaele Hospital, again in Milano. And uh, a very important turning point in my career occurred in 1998, when completely by chance, when I was 40, so I was uh, quite late, Antonio Colombo decided to move to San Rafael, where I worked. And uh, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to collaborate with him. Up to that point, my experience in interventional cardiology was uh, very limited. But uh, thanks to the opportunity to work with uh, a brilliant and ingenious operator such as uh, Antonio, I had the chance to make uh, rapid uh, progress in a short time, becoming familiar with the more complex procedure. And uh, it's not a coincidence uh, that a few months after the opportunity uh, to begin my activity with Antonio, I published a paper on circulation as a first uh, name about uh, the protect treatment uh, of uh, degenerated saphenous venous graft with percussurgery. Probably you remember it is a device mm -hmm. uh, developed to prevent embolization during the, the treatment of degenerated saphenous venous graft. Uh, as you know, in that period, uh, there weren't many opportunities to treat uh, CTO. Only a few stiff uh, guide wire were available in the market with poor uh, uh, torqueability and distal core deformation when the wire is advancing to the calcification um, within the vessel. So Antonio experimented with new rather unconventional uh, treatment methods uh, borrowed from percutaneous intervention for uh, femoropopital occlusions in peripheral treatment. I alluded to the, to the star. And uh, I will talk about that uh, later. Uh, and uh, furthermore, is a boundless uh, uh, scientific curiosity um, led him to forge a relationship uh, with uh, 
a lot of foreigner uh, colleagues, uh, particularly with uh, Japanese uh, uh, operators, who had begun their pioneering experience in the field of CTO PCI uh, about uh, 10 years uh, earlier. So I had the opportunity, the great opportunity, to exchange opinion, experience, point of view, and tricks of the trade with a lot of very important operators, the two pioneers of this field. I, I talk about Dr. Suzuki, Dr. Kato, and probably you know Dr. Tamai, who unfortunately is not long, no longer with us. Uh, well, it was a fantastic phase of my career where I had the opportunity to learn a lot of things from this uh, uh, master of the, uh, the uh, CTO PCI. And uh, I remember that when I discussed uh, uh, with them about my technique that, uh, as you know, involved injecting contrast media into the occlusion, they listened to me smiling and uh, with skepticism. Uh, however, I was, uh, was able to learn a lot from them. To be honest, uh, I must say that the same type of reaction also occurred during international meeting I attended uh, in that period, talking about uh, my technique. I remember the first time I talked at the TCT, talking about the contest guide star, people was very impressed and uh, probably in uh, their mind that they, they thought uh, I was a little bit uh, mad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a common characteristic yeah, for people uh, who are creative. Uh, later, I, I, I always thanks to the opportunity of uh, cultural exchanges with Japanese groups, I had, uh, I subsequently had the big opportunity to cooperate with uh, Sunao Nakamura, which I consider my Japanese uh, mentor. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to try all the novelties for the, of the Japanese market about uh, coronary guide wire well in advance, explaining me with great uh, skill and meticulousness uh, how they should be used. In fact, I was one of the first uh, uh, European operators uh, having the opportunity to use uh, the um, to, uh, to use the guide wire of the Gaia family, for example. Uh, furthermore, I had the opportunity to go to uh, his cat lab in, uh, in Japan, in Tokyo, and therefore to exchange our respective experiences in the field of CTO-PCI. And uh, by doing this, uh, I was uh, perhaps able to convince a Japanese operator for the first time that my technique could uh, help and is probably one of the few operators of, of that country that uh, use the Carlino technique. <laughs> uh, but this so, was my starting uh, uh, period. It was uh, absolutely uh, excellent and outstanding. Uh, Mauro, your technique, you told us, you know, that, that your technique, the, the colors, your name. I think actually there's the only technique in CTO that actually has a name. So congratulations. I think you have the only technique, as far as I know, I mean, they're the vernacolates, but yours is the only technique that actually carries your name. So how did you come up with this idea? Did Was it just the exposure you mentioned? Was it the interaction with Antonio and the other Japanese operators? How did you come up with the idea in the first place? Well, uh uh, Antonio, as I told you before, uh, tried to experiment with uh, technique to reopen artery in a period when it was uh, uh, 
very difficult to reopen Atria because uh, there was uh, no um, devices for that purpose. Uh, and uh, hyper, uh, the star was a, a technique very important, in my opinion. It's full of criticism, it's true. But uh, we must not forget that it's allowed us to become familiar with the subintimal space. It was a technique that has changed the uh, operating philosophy in the PCI field, paving the way for all subsequent uh, anti-grade and retrograde dissection-oriented techniques, uh, encouraging the development uh, uh, of uh, uh, the more controlled contemporary uh, subintimal technique, including the retrograde cast and dedicated anti-grade subintimal dissection-oriented synthesis, such, such as the Stengray, which have become established into the clinical practice. Only um, thanks to this technique, the majority of operators have begun to use the knuckle technique, as you know, and uh, uh, which is a safe way to cross long and ambiguous courses of occluded segment, maintaining the guide wire position within the vessel architecture, which means in a safe position. Um, I... I, I remember that in, the, in, in those times, uh, when an occlusive dissection uh, appeared, the majority of cases of the, the procedure was uh, suspended and uh, the intervention of the surgeon was considered, which is uh, absolutely incredible. Um, so the dissection was something that uh, created a lot of uh, fear in the majority of the, of the operator, but uh, Antonio, create the opportunity to uh, taking confidence with this uh, situation. Uh, watching at Antonio Colombo working, uh, I too began uh, to gain confidence with this uh, technique and I tried to add something of personal. So in 2008, I published a paper uh, about the so-called contrast guided star. And uh, for those interested in, uh, in this uh, topic, there is a website called mauroCarlino.it where I explain exactly how to this uh, technique was born. Uh, basically, the appreciation that uh, contrast injection into the inter... You have not to forget that uh, there was a dogma at the time. Never inject contrast when there are, you have a dissection. And so it was not so easy at the beginning starting uh, uh, injecting contrast into the intraocclusional space. Initially in the setting of the STAR technique, further improved uh, uh, procedural success was uh, I, 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 I realized that what is a significant advancement in, uh, uh, of this revascularization strategy. Uh, as you know, my initial description involved the injection of a relatively large volume of contrast, more than 5 millimeters, with, with the aim of providing a roadmap of the occluded segment, which was particularly useful for long and tortuous uh, segments, facilitating the safe advancement of a knuckled wire in a subintimal space, increasing the confidence, uh, the operator's confidence in tackling difficult uh, CTO. Uh, occasionally, injection of this large vo volume of contrast facilitated re-entering to the true lumen. So, at the beginning, it was the purpose to reopen the artery. 
But subsequently, I, I have modif modified this technique with the appreciation that the injection of a small contrast uh, volume, uh, I mean uh, less than one milliliter, appear to be equally effective. I, I have expanded the use of this manoeuvre basically to resolve fibrous cap ambiguity and just to modify the, um, the plaque characteristic, uh, particularly when we have extensive calcification. Uh, advances in technique and increased operator experience have uh, significantly improved success rate in uh, contemporary CTO-PCI. Uh, however, even in the most uh, important center, success rate uh, rarely exceeds uh, 90%. Therefore, further uh, adjunctive uh, techniques uh, such as the Carlino technique to improve the likelihood of procedural success uh, are still required. And I'm very happy when you publish uh, uh, a few years ago the paper uh, that I call uh, Carlino to the rescue. Uh, basically, you reported uh, two CTO-PCI cases in which the use of the Carlino technique uh, enabled success after other crossing strategy failed to cross the occlusion. Well, when I read uh, that article, I really realized uh, the importance of the, the, the Carlino technique because uh, uh, you made me proud uh, with this work because I realized that uh, with my invention I've been able to help other colleagues in fixing very important problems and above all I, um, I help uh, uh, a lot of patients in the world to have benefits in terms of uh, their quality of life uh, having a successful uh, treatment of a CTO PC, PCI. So Mauro, you've been so creative, right? You've been learning a lot and creating new iterations. Now you have the AFR, you have the Carlino, you have the draft about the retrograde. I mean, literally, every, you know, once in a while, you come up with these great ideas that simplify our procedure. How do you come up with the ideas? How, how do you learn these things? How do you imagine them? And how do you perform them? Well, uh, uh, thank you for considering me a creative. Probably I am because, you know, when I perform a CTO procedure, I... I think of being inside the occlusion with my mind. And so what I would have done if I would be there, just there inside. For example, when you are in the subintimate space, space basically there is a, a simple, very thin layer uh, separating the true lumen from the, uh, the, the uh, subintimate space. And so I try to realize uh, how can I do if I would be there uh, with my body, with my head. I try to create some kind of fenestration in order to pass up from, uh, from a way to another way. And uh, uh, this is a, a very important to be creative, uh, thinking of being there. It's my, in, in my opinion, it's very important. When I consider to perform the contrast guided star, for example, for example I realize uh, the opportunity to inject uh, in the subintima space because after a procedure performed by Antonio, I remember he, uh, he, he reopened a right coronary artery very well with the star technique. And at the center, uh, you know, I, I, uh, we had uh, the, um, the evidence of the posterolateral branch and the uh, uh, the uh, EVP very, very well, 
and uh, before implanting a stent, uh, the stent, uh, he, he injects a contrast, and in doing that, uh, by like a miracle, there appear a few branches in the posterior lateral branch. So I try to understand which was the mechanism uh, that reopened the, the, these branches. And I thought that uh, probably the column of contrast went in the cul-de-sac of the occlusive dissection and break the, um, the, uh, the layer separating the false lumen with the true lumen. So if this... Uh, uh, happened by chance, I tried to, to do the same intentionally. So at the time I went with the microcatheter where I uh, want to uh, try to reopen the artery, injecting contrast. In doing that, uh, injecting small uh, amount of contrast, I realized other opportunity. For example, I, uh, I I realized uh, that uh, you can get a lot of important information of where you are. Are you inside the, the main branch? Are you inside the small branches? For example, the, what I called the uh, stone cloud dissection uh, are a very important signal where you are in a, in a bad position. So you have to recover a good position. And uh, so if you see a, 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 a stone cloud dissection, it means that you advance too much the microcatheter and probably the distal tip is uh, towards a small branches. So if you continue injecting, it's like when you when you go, for example, with the crossbars in a small branches, the risk of perforation is very high. So you have to come back, you have to pull back the, uh, the, the system to inject in order to uh, look for a tubular dissection, which means that you are in a bad position, in a safe position, and so you can continue. So uh, basically, uh, this is the way I... Uh, the way with uh, I, I create uh, this technique. For example, another technique that you suggest is the draft technique, which is an, a technique that uh, facilitated the externalization of the wire. The mechanism is basically the same of the integrated fenestration reentry. Uh, when you create uh, 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 with the inflation of balloon, a fenestration, to uh, allow the re-enter of a wire, you have not to forget that uh, this uh, fenestration is a transient phenomenon and uh, it's like a sliding door. So if you want to pass through the sliding door, you have to pass at the right moment. And uh, again, if you want to pass uh, for an AFR procedure or uh, for a, a draft uh, technique, you have to do all your best in order to maintain as long as possible, the fenestration opened. Uh, another, another technique I, I, I published was the knuckle of the microcatheter. It seems something of very aggressive, and probably it is, but when you advance with the wire or with the microcatheter in a, with a knuckle uh, um, uh, morphology of the system, you never uh, create complication. Uh, at least you are not in, if you are not in a, in a small branches, you never create a, a perforation. So you can use 
even uh, uh, even the microcatheter, particularly if you are in a high calcific lesion. Thanks, Mauro. Again, phenomenal creativity and creating all these um, techniques. But in your day-to-day -day practice, um, are you now, you've done so many cases, you have so much experience. Do you get nervous about the cases? Do you get stressed out? They're very relaxed for you. How do you approach your regular cases now? Well, I always remember that uh, CTO-PCI is different in respect to uh, a, a conventional uh, PCI. Uh, I usually do not enter in CAT lab for a CTO PCI case uh, in the same way uh, I enter for a conventional PCI case. It is not uh, the same level of risk, uh, as you know. So you have to be a little bit uh, tense, uh, very focused on the procedure. And uh, um, because I think if you are, but at the same time, you have not to be too nervous because if you are, uh, too nervous, uh, this uh, doesn't help you. Uh, I usually try to go in the cat lab with the right mix of what uh, I can call a controlled tension, uh, which allow me to perform the procedure without be being overconfident. But at the same time, I don't want to be too nervous because uh, if not, uh, you know, this situation do not uh, help, uh, particularly if you have uh, any complication. You have to be um, uh, really focused on the, the procedure. And uh, I really appreciate uh, the way you, you divulgate uh, the CTO-PCI. For example, your books are very useful for this. I suggest to all my fellow the, your books and your, uh, uh, and, and your paper because you are systematic. I think you gave to all, uh, all of us, all operators, even the, the most important operator, the opportunity to be schematic. So when I have a complication, I think that to the page of your book, uh, where you were very schematic, but it was uh, the correct way to uh, manage a difficult uh, situation. Obviously, over the years, uh, I became uh, less and less anxious uh, anxious respect the, the past. But uh, in any kind, uh, I suggest to come to enter the cat lab in the cat lab uh, in a, uh, with the control tension because uh, problems and complications are hidden and uh, lurking, as you know. And as you mentioned, they are part of the daily life. If you do complex and CTO cases, you will have complications. How do those? How do you handle those? Are you now? Do you get frustrated? Do you get angry? How do you handle with complications? Of course, you have tremendous experience now, but how do you approach them right now? Well, you know, uh, the uh, every uh, CTO PCI operator have an experience of uh, of. Um, complication. The importance is to ability to manage uh, the complication. So you have to uh, have uh, clear in your mind what you have to do immediately when some complication uh, uh, occur, because uh, even the best operator in the world have failure and complication. I know that failure can be highly frustrating and demoralizing, uh, especially given the uh, significant effort that you 
put into planning and to into perform each cases. But you know, you have to know reading literature, uh, talking with your colleague about uh, that, what you have to do. Uh, you have to be, you have to, it's important to be able to accept uh, a failure and learn and apply the lesson that uh, the failure provide you. Uh, it, this is a very critical step of a CTO operator uh, and because often reattempt cases will be successful. When I have a, a, a complication on uh, when I, I am unsuccessful, unsuccessful frequently, I try to perform the redo with a, with a, another uh, good operator because I want to improve discussing with another senior operator. This I think could be a good uh, a good method to to improve, but you know, frustration is uh, uh, is normal. But uh, uh, from the frustration, you have to generate a, a correct behavior, a correct reaction. Because, uh, uh, as I told you before, the uh, the complication is always um, possible in uh, in this uh, uh, in this procedure. And Mauro, you have trained so many people, so many fellows um, in all walks of life that have done phenomenal work. How do you choose your fellows? Are there some people, are some characteristics that you find attractive to want to teach someone to get better? What do you look for in your fellows? I had a lot of fellows. The most, uh, uh, the, 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 the best fellow I had is uh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo uh, was a very interesting uh, uh, story. Uh, he arrived uh, in Milan uh, in my hospital, and uh, at the beginning uh, he was not uh, um, sure to perform CTO-PCI. At the first moment we tried to do some uh, uh, structural cases, but uh, talking with me, uh, I was able to transfer him uh, some kind of curiosity. and. Uh, this is, in my opinion, is very important. I'm very excited when I see a fellow working with me having the same enthusiasm I put in my procedure. And uh, this enthusiasm gives me energy, powerful, to, uh, to, uh, to try to, uh, to explain them all my, uh, my tips and tricks. And uh, with Lorenzo was a very... It was a fantastic adventure because probably me and Lorenzo were uh, complementary. I mean, uh, I, uh, I tried to transfer him the, my creativity. I explained him uh, performing a lot of cases together, the, uh, what was my, um, my method of working. And uh, it gave me a lot because uh, 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 he had a different preparation respect than my preparation. For example, he has a good uh, uh, English speaker respect me, and he helped me a lot in writing uh, uh, my uh, a paper about uh, my technique. Uh, so, uh, what is important is uh, the enthusiasm, the true 
um, willing of uh, uh, of improving. And uh, when I see this, I I, I have uh, uh, no problem in order to give uh, to my uh, fellow uh, all the best. You know, clearly, you know, Lorenzo Agellini has done phenomenal work, and uh, you know, you've really um, you really created an amazing operator there. But are there, do you find some items, some techniques? What is the most difficult thing to teach from what you do in CTO PCI? Is it uh, the wire, the microcatheter? Uh, I, uh, I, when I work, I have uh, in my mind uh, the algorithm, the hybrid algorithm, and uh, for me, it's very important. The uh, the paper you wrote uh, with the other uh, North American colleagues, uh, in my opinion, opinion, is a very important paper because uh, um, give to the majority of operator rules. So uh, the creativity is important, but is important in a context of a, a method. And it's very important having in mind what uh, it's written in the hybrid algorithm. Uh, so I am very concentrated on that. What is important that uh, the rule that uh, if the uh, procedure uh, stalls for more than 15 min minutes, there is no uh, progress, it's very important to consider other opportunity. And this flexibility, in my opinion, is what uh, create, cre is, um, is uh, the reason why the success rate uh, of the CTO PCI increased in a wonderful way in the last, uh, in the last year. So uh, it's very important to have a, a plan in your mind. Uh, you have to be um, conscious that you have to uh, accept the opportunity to change, to change uh, your strategy um, because uh, uh, this allows you uh, to increase the success rate. And then how about uh, keeping in shape? I know that it's a complex procedure. You'll be doing it for a long time. How do you keep fit and strong to be able to do this procedure, both uh, physically but mentally as well? But you know, I have so many enthusiasm, so I don't feel the. Uh, I'm not tired when I when I play. I can I'm be able to stay in the cat lab for uh, several hours uh, if I am concentrated. The enthusiasm gives me a lot of energy. So. Probably from this point of view, I'm uh, I'm, I'm very lucky because uh, uh, I have a good resistance, and uh, my uh, my goal is to uh, to give to the patient uh, the best uh, in order to improve his quality of life. Uh, so this uh, do not uh, the the difficulty of the procedure don't give me a problem. Um, it's um, I'm very lucky because I do uh, a job that give me opportunity to uh, to gain money and to be happy, like you know, a player of football. <laughs> uh, the difference is that I can do this procedure even uh, as I am uh, 64 years old, and uh, while a, a, a football player can go up to a maximum 40. So I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because I, I 
I do a job that gives me uh, a lot of uh, energy and enthusiasm. And then what are the things you are most proud of? I mean, you've done so many things, but what are the things you are most proud of, both uh, personally, but also professionally? You know, uh, I'm, I confess that I'm very proud about the Carlino Technique. When I attend a meeting, when I see live uh, um, transmission uh, with different uh, and difficult uh, cases, uh, I'm very happy when I see performing my technique. And uh, probably uh, in short time, we'll, uh, we will publish uh, another paper with in the title, my name. So it will be the fourth time the Carlino technique is, is quoted in the title. I'm, I confess I'm proud about that because uh, I, uh, I can live uh, in the future for my for my colleague uh, a sign of me some something of concrete and uh, I'm proud also because uh, I I I can leave something significant for my for my son um, the uh, the my family for me is very important i uh, dedicate my extra professional time to to my family and uh, i try to transmit to my son uh, my enthusiasm i don't know if uh, will be if we became a doctor but if yes uh, i will do all my best in order to transfer him uh, with the same enthusiasm i dedicated to lorenzo for example uh, all thing I have in my mind, uh, uh, and starting from the Carlino technique. I think the Carlino technique is something of utter because, for example, as I told before, when I, re I read the article that you wrote about the Carlino to the rescue, I, I thought about two patients. I don't know their face, I don't know their disease, I only know that someone, in this case you, uh, reopening an artery using a technique I suggest you. For me, this is uh, it's very important. I'm proud about. I'm really proud about that. Inappropriately so. Again, this is one of those things that can really be very handy. Actually, my very first case when I came to Minneapolis was a previously failed case and actually was successful using your technique. So that's actually after that paper. So you've done a lot of, uh, you've helped a lot of people that you probably don't know much about them. <laughs> um, how about, uh, do you have a favorite book or a favorite movie? Uh, yes, uh, I, uh, I know it's strange, but uh, I see I, um, uh, a lot of time, a movie, which is an old movie, which is a, uh, which is a, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know if you remember this. It's a cult movie. Uh, it's a, uh, I like a lot and uh, frequently I have the CD and frequently I, I see this. But I like a lot of uh, film uh, movie about adventures and uh, and uh, like I like uh, Italian movie because uh, uh, they are, in my opinion, very nice, very nice. And how about uh, what excites you right now? What's the next step? What are your plans for the future? Are you planning to continue to work forever? You plan to take a little break? 
look like you're in perfect shape, but what are your thoughts about the future? Uh, I hope uh, in the future uh, of having time for traveling around the world. And uh, my, mm, I would like to help uh, people in country where there are difficulties uh, to try to uh, mm, to improve the quality of the treatment in that country uh, using a simple technique. In my, in my life, all the techniques I, I, I wrote are a simple technique without need of a difficult device to be used. And, and even, uh, for example, I think um, in the future, I hope uh, of having the opportunity uh, to, to demonstrate uh, that uh, the integrate fenestration reentry is a very important uh, procedure. And not because I created, but uh, it's an important procedure because it makes sense. I mean, uh, you can consider as a first step of treatment for a CTO, but it, you can consider uh, without uh, any problem the, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to perform this procedure when other uh, procedures fail. Even when the stingray fails, uh, the, usually the stingray fails because of the, the subintimal hematoma. And uh, in performing the AFR, basically you fix the problem of the subintimal hematoma because inflating the balloon, you uh, create an opportunity to the blood to, to, go, uh, to go out. And uh, uh, I think uh, we, uh, um, we should uh, overcame the skepticism about this technique, and I think that the skepticism, the skepticism of this, uh, of the majority of people, derive from the fact that is a simple, uh, is a simple uh, uh, technique, and people think that uh, every difficult situation, such as a CTO, must be uh, uh, fixed with a difficult. Uh, um, procedure, not necessary. My, my topic, my goal is to, to, to make easy what easy it's, it is uh, not. Wonderful. So Mauro, again, you've been phenomenal in everything you've done so far. What would be your advice for people who are starting or they're in the process of learning CTO and complex PCI? What do you think are the key elements, the key pieces of advice that can help them become a master like yourself? Well, first of all, uh, it's very important that people uh, uh, have to be sure uh, that uh, the CTO intervention program is for, for, uh, for, for them. Um, I, I probably suggest what you suggest me few years ago when you when you wrote a paper in a in a uh, in a uh, you wrote a paper from the CTO corner of cardiology today and uh, you see if I will remember the title was the why and how of CTO intervention I think in this uh, 
paper, you concentrate all the element important to, uh, to, to become a good uh, CTO interventionalist. First of all, it's important that commitment. Commitment is the, is the key to going through the uh, learning curve of CTO PCI. Uh, you know that the CTO operator is committed to help uh, each patient by achieving excellent results, even uh, among, uh, among a very challenging cases. Uh, uh, Commitment is uh, very important when facing failure and complication, as, said, as we said before, that are common in CTO PCI. Then uh, there it needs uh, procedural skills, which are very important and uh, can be developed, uh, refined. Uh, we learn in CTO PCI. Uh, I think that. Uh, to do this, uh, it's important uh, that uh, uh, operator um, uh, have already performing complex in PCI and uh, they must have uh, a robust uh, technical skills. Uh, for example, I think that uh, uh, before starting in performing retrograde uh, uh, procedure, it's uh, very important having uh, uh, all the knowledge of the integrate uh, treatment and uh, um, it, it's, it's very important for example that uh, operator uh, do, do have to recognize which is the step they have to overcome they have to start with integrate uh, um, all the integrate technique then the all the integrate dissection re-entry then you have to consider the retrograde approach using first the um, bypass graft, then easy septal, then difficult septal at, at, at the last uh, step, uh, the, um, the uh, epicardials. epicardial collaterals. Another important aspect is uh, the uh, uh, the, to improve the overall PCs, uh, PCI skills, uh, having uh, um, uh, a lot of uh, uh, relationship with uh, operators in the same field. Uh, uh, today there is a big opportunity, the, net, uh, the internet network uh, allow to, to maintain uh, every day the opportunity to exchange uh, idea, opinion and career. Uh, and uh, to show uh, our cases to other uh, other people and so today there is a really a big opportunity to uh, to uh, to improve themselves uh, uh, utilizing all the um, opportunity that uh, the um, for example internet uh, give us At, when i when i started there was not this opportunity i was lucky because i was uh, in a favorable environment uh, i mean i work with antonio colombo which is an open mind he was a genius uh, and creative uh, operator so i was lucky and now i think uh, if you want to become a good operator uh, you uh, you have a, a lot of opportunity. But the first, the, the first uh, possibility is that uh, these people have to read uh, your uh, old article, <laughs> uh, Change or Die, 
and the why and how of a CTO intervention was for me very important uh, important paper. So uh, I continued. Uh, I have two copy in my study, and uh, I keep them with uh, with uh, with love. And so I suggest to all my fellow uh, starting reading this uh, these papers. Well, Mauro, again, thank you so much for taking the time today. Congratulations on again creating all this broad array of techniques and making our life much easier and our success much higher. And I hope you continue to do so for many years to come. Thank you very much. And I consider you more than a great operator, a great friend of mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mauro. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Sensei Podcast. 